So, Jessica. Yes. First of all, yes. happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It's your birthday the day this comes out. Yep. And I thought, do you want me to sing happy birthday to you? No, that's okay. Do you want me to sing happy birthday to you on the podcast? Uh, maybe if Denny stops by later, he could. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Denny will stop by later. Are, it, are we still oh, doing the opening bit? No, it's too late. It's Yes, we are. It's too oh. late. Where Denny is in Australia, oh, that's right. it was your birthday yesterday. You're right. It's Denny missed your birthday. What a jerk. Anyway, I was thinking we'd go outside and make and do impressions of angels in the snow. <laughs> ACD, it's me, the Archangel Michael, played by George Travolta. Hey, <laughs> it's an impression of an angel. Bada bing, bada boom. I can't do a John Travolta. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Happy birthday to oh, you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday, dear. J- J- <laughs> Javinka? J- J- Joy? Jessica. <sighs> Jessica. Happy birthday to you. You had to you had to uh to spike the levels just for that. <laughs> yes, I did. Happy birthday. What's your plans? Yeah, are, are plans? you having fun playing with that that dog bone on the table? I, it's a it's an unchewed dog treat and it's just uh-huh. sitting on the table waiting to be given to April later. It's a dentabone. It's a dentabone and I'm just playing with it. I always need to futz with something. I have a <laughs> fidget cube, but it goes clickety click click click. So yeah. I can't really use it. No. And here's a little, well, here's a little sample of cologne, one of those little vial samples of cologne. Are you just going to dump it everywhere? There's either cologne in here or a horrible virus, the next horrible virus. Um, you ready to guess which one? Yeah, let's do it, live on the podcast. So here we are, back again. Um, if anyone out there had looked at our tweet a couple weeks ago where I announced like the next, basically the rest of 2020's episodes. Mm-hmm. And we also basically said this last week. We just didn't list what the planned episodes were. I lied. Basically, um, we absolutely listed what the plan was. I'm sorry, you did, and then you, realized you lied I about had it. it wrong. Yeah. So, we what we were supposed to do was we were supposed to be doing everything will be from the first album from the self-titled today. But what I realized was when I planned out the episodes for the rest of 2020. I forgot what number we were on. We were on, and we have to do high of seventy-five for number seventy-five. Of course, that's what we're doing next week. But I was like, "Oh yeah, perfect." Just like last year, we'll go Christmas song, regular song, Christmas song, regular song. Nope, totally screwed up. Forgot what number we were on and messed up the order. So basically, I so I can't remember now what even the order is. You but know, here we know. are. And just 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 ride the wave. <laughs> just ride the Christmas wave. Sometimes it. You know what? Everything, just like we're going to talk about in today's song, everything will be all right. Oh, wait, that's not the song we're doing. <laughs> I don't count this as a Christmas song. It first appeared on Apathetic, and it's always winter but never Christmas, so I've never considered this a holiday song, even though it later appeared on Let It Snow, Baby, Just because Let it, it mentions Christmas. This is like the diehard 
of Christmas music. <laughs> like people argue, well, just because it mentions Christmas or it's set at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie or a Christmas song. It's never Christmas in the song. Right. So top of the show business. Uh, well, I know we have a lot to talk about. This is a pretty big song, even though from what I can tell, Reliant K has never played it live, which is shocking. Oh, really? Shocking. Setlist FM wow. has no recorded performances of it, huh. and there's nothing on YouTube. It's one of those songs that maybe they've played for a special audience somewhere once, but it was under the radar and nothing like huge. Right. No performances on YouTube. But if we, um, real quick, top of the show business. Oh, let me see. Oh, and we have a confirmation for Jessica's birthday dinner. Nice. Tonight. We're, and we can tell them because by the time this comes out, it'll, it's already your birthday. Wait. It, no. It, I guess technically if you listen to it the night before and rush to the restaurant we're at, you could bother us. So we won't mention it. But I'll just say that tonight at 10 p.m., Restaurants in Los Angeles are going takeout only again. Yeah. So we're getting Jessica's birthday dinner in just under the wire. Yeah. So next week, we'll let you know where we went for Jessica's birthday dinner. I can't I tell you because I, I don't remember the name of the restaurant. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they just sent a text message to me right as I was opening my phone. Nice. To confirm that we still have that reservation. Is that the only top of the show business that we have? No. Um, so I also wanted to mention our friend Robert M. Gay, who was on our Seen and Heard episode. He played the voice of Dermike. He's a perennial Reliant K fan out there online, and he he played trumpet in the Earthquakes, Tyson and the Earthquakes album. He caught, he contracted COVID, as well as his roommate. So if, um, I, it seems like he's doing okay. It doesn't seem, he's, he, it seems like he's home. I believe he's home, so he's not like in a hospital. So that's good that it seems like he's on the road to recovery. So if um, anyone could please support him. I've been meaning to do this myself. I was just going to buy his latest album. But go to Bandcamp and uh, buy his latest album. Maybe wait till Bandcamp Friday. And uh, yeah, buy. he's got a lot of music at robertmgay.bandcamp.com. And the last thing for Top of the Show Business is... Um, a friend of mine, another friend of mine on Twitter from the Blink-155 Twitter sphere is PolySci Alex, and he is putting together a charity Bandcamp compilation. Bandcamp news all across the board this morning. <laughs> I mean, this afternoon. It's your birthday. Um, <laughs> PolySci Alex is putting together a, a compilation of, of covers of Boxing Day by Reliant K and Boxing Day by Blink-182, and he's um, posting them to Bandcamp as a charity to support the Center for Reproductive Rights. So if um, nice. if you have, and we're not doing Boxing Day this year, but, you know, the Real Life Day song or the Blink-182 song, but if you... Or the actual event, we're, we're not doing that either. <laughs> right, it doesn't fall on podcast day. But if you, can, if you have a cover of Boxing Day or you can record one, um, tweet at... Polly Psy Alex, but Polly is spelled with an I. Polly Psy Alex. And it's on our Twitter page. You'll be able to find it. It's posted two days ago. As in like political science. Yes. But I believe Polly Psy is actually P-O-L-Y. Maybe he spelled it P-O-L-I because someone else got Paul. Maybe there's two Polly Psy Alexes out there. I don't know. Yeah. I was a film major, so no idea about the political sciences. We didn't have to take those courses. Well, I'm a Christian, and so I don't believe in science. <laughs> but I do believe in politics, so I'm real torn. 
So this week we're talking about a very big song, but like I said, one that Reliant K doesn't seem to ever play, even though it seems like it should be simple enough to play, but it's In Like a Lion, Always Winter, Never Christmas. One of Reliant K's, one part of Reliant K's suite of lion songs. Because you've got, in like this one, In Like a Lion. You've Uh got Lion-O. Right. You've got the... uh, Lion Wilson, which is the yep. lead into Lion O, and you've got Savannah. Ooh. Obviously, you've got many cat songs. So this is sort of a subset of the cat songs, but there's right. four lion. Wait, Savannah or Sahara? Sahara. Well, didn't you hear that Savannah, Georgia has a big wild lion say. problem? <laughs> did did Tippy Hedren and her uh, ex husband moved? Out they there. did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I don't know if anyone out there is real quick. I know we got a ton to talk about. With Cinema summer. Cataclysm. Cinema Cataclysm. It'll be an episode. Yeah, but there's a movie that Tippi Hedren. They, there's a famous movie called Roar. Just look into it. I won't get into all that movie right now. But Tippi Hedren saves wild cats. She still does it to this day. But back in the 70s or the 60s, 70s, I think. The back in the 70s, they lived in Sherman Oaks, like the center of like dense suburban Los Angeles. And they had lions and tigers, no bears. They had big <laughs> wild cats in just the roaming middle. Around their state. Uh, just roaming around their like estate in the middle of suburban Los Angeles. And sometimes the cats would get loose and just walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> And it was like, that's so, can you imagine? That's so awful and irresponsible. Can yep. you imagine, like, you you work at the bakery at Vaughn's and you're getting on the bus at four in the morning and then suddenly there's a lion walking up the street? But Roar is amazing because she and her husband at the time, who was one of the producers on The Exorcist, and I can't remember what else he did, they decided they were going to make this fun family movie casting all their own family. Uh, to, about to, a lion preserve and yeah. to teach you how big cats are actually kind and playful. Um, but that's not what the movie <laughs> But there's no nope. stunt people. They're real cats actually attacking. Everyone got hurt who worked on this. Yep. The uh, director of photography was scalped. Melanie Griffith, who is Tippi Hedren's daughter, uh, had to get facial reconstructive surgery. Like this, it is insane. It is amazing, but it is absolutely insane and just so misguided. And like every time you see someone get hurt in the film, that's that's not fake. That's real. But because you're supposed to have for for every like lion or whatever, a big cat or animal, you're supposed to have one trainer to every two animals or something like it's that. Like hun- literally hundreds of There wild were zero cats trainers yeah. on this set. Zero. It's incredible, Roar. Look it up. I think the famous Critic, critical quote in the in the modern trailer is uh it's like watching the lion king while someone holds a switchblade to your throat <laughs> yep pretty much so in like a lion always winter this winter was it in like a lion or was it in like a lamb and what's it going to be out like you know that old saying yes but i'm <laughs> trying to wrap my head around the question is this like a riddle i don't like riddles <laughs> i don't know we live in la so it's like riddles. Like one day it'll be like fifty-seven, and the next <laughs> Tuesday, day it's winter 80. was in like a it, it, Tuesday winter was in like a lion where it went down to fifty degrees. <laughs> Get the park is out, and then the next day it was back up to seventy-five. Yep. So today we're talking about high with a seven, high with seventy-five, <laughs> high with seventy, high with seventy-five. <laughs> high with seventy-five of your closest friends. Don't do that. Yeah. We're in the COVID, <laughs> guys. 
We love you and care about you. We want all of the pedophiles to be safe out there. <laughs> That's a callback to <laughs> so hello, new listeners, because this is your favorite <laughs> yeah. song. Whoops. <laughs> we we should make pedal file shirts. I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe you're. That the, this is such a flip flop <laughs> of how our humor usually goes, it and is. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Do we have any artists, any artist listeners out there? Can somebody draw us a nice pedal board? There's a Reliant K shirt from the 2016 tour. That's a I pedal remember. Board. Yeah. yeah. So, In Like a Lion, Always Winter. So this song is about Narnia. Mm-hmm. It was written in hopes of getting on the Chronicles of Narnia in music inspired by album. Right. Uh, and it did not get picked up uh same with the truth but then that was kind of reworked right so yeah it's funny because i was never really clear if that if this was on the soundtrack so obviously the first time i ever heard this song was on the apathetic ep Mm -hmm. and then it popped up in the 2007 christmas album which as we always talk about is you know the the Christmas EP padded out with some new songs. So it's kind of funny that, you know, yes, you have all of the original Christmas songs that were recorded with Brian and Dave. And then you have the new batch of Christmas songs that were recorded with John, John and Dave. But then you also have this one song that just happens to mention Christmas and isn't exactly a Christmas song, but it's about as much of a Chris. It's, it's like how the peanuts theme song is a Christmas song. Or like how my favorite things becomes a Christmas song, even right. though it's not, even though it's just a track from the sound of music. It's not a Christmas song. They just mention schnitzel with noodles and brown paper packages at Christmas, but they don't really. It's not really a Christmas song. Yeah. So it's this kind of like, you know, how you have backdoor pilots for TV shows. This is like a backdoor Christmas song, that's sort of, sort of in the. It's sort of right there, smack in the middle of the Brian and Dave pop punk christmas songs and the john and john and dave christmas songs yeah so like we mentioned this song is off the apathetic ep originally and then later included on let it snow baby let it reindeer um and apathetic originally came out on november 8th 2005 and the ep reached number 94 on the billboard 200 on november 25th 2005 the day this podcast is coming out oh nice wow okay cool so when did um let's see I'm interested I'm and I curious. think Chronicles of Narnia came out in like December eighth already of came out Christmas two thousand five yeah right okay so yeah so I was generally kind of like well first of all let's talk about the truth real quick when the when the apathetic EP came out I had no idea I did not delve that deeply into the lyrics of the truth so I had no idea it was about Narnia and we got hint of that. Yeah. Early in this podcast, when I was watching the Cornerstone 2005 or 2006, whichever one is on YouTube, I can't remember which year, but they play the truth. And when he introduces it, he says, this song is about Narnia, the book of Narnia. And then I thought he was about to play in like a lion, always winter. But then he plays the truth. And I was like, oh, we both sat there and we're like, no, yeah, that doesn't. What? But it made sense. It's a flip flop. It's like a. It's a it's a canon explained by it's like here all these Reliant K songs that like are clearly about relationships with people and girls that we come across that fans on song meanings try to jam a religious 
uh, simile into and it just doesn't work. This one is the exact opposite. Here we have the truth and we'll talk about the truth someday, but I just want to touch on this real quick. Here you have the truth, which I thought was basically come around and say it part yeah. two. I basically, well, no, come around and say it came later. Yeah. But basically I thought it was a relationship part song. Part Yeah, the prequel. I thought it was about like, sometimes the hardest thing to believe is the truth that, you know, life is tough. Th- I thought it was a bad friend Tyson song. We always talk about bad friend Tyson songs and how like sometimes I thought the truth was, it's hard to believe that we're having this trouble in our relationship. But no, the truth is when you're trying to testify to someone about Christ and they're not listening to you or whatever, that's what the song's about. The hardest thing to believe is the truth from the, that it's a Christian, it is a Christian spiritual song. And we didn't think that, but we have canon proof from Matt Thiessen's mouth on that YouTube video right. that it is, is a religious Christian song. Yeah. So it's funny that it's one situation like that. I definitely, when I first heard this song, did not know that it was about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or was, you know, you on that same sort of wavelength, this song. So, In Like a in Lion. Like a lion. So the, but In Like a Lion, I always knew was about Narnia, because I was familiar with, first of all, he mentions the lion thing, which isn't, but it's triangulated with the Always Winter, Never Christmas, which is a specific, like, well- Thought it was just about the weather, like high of 75. <laughs> you had high of 75 on mm-hmm, and now over here you have uh, the flip side of that. You have wintertime, a harsh winter that you're living through. Right. But no, but it's a very well-loved poetic thought from the narrative of The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. And I was familiar with that. Um, See, I think I wasn't because I have, oddly, I've never read... Um, the Lion, the Witch, or the Wardrobe, and the Wardrobe, or seen Chronicles of Narnia or anything like that. I was more of a Wrinkle in Time girl growing <laughs> up, I guess. I don't know. And I'm actually shocked that I never read this because apparently it's set in World War II. And I made my mom read me like all the young adult World War II fiction that existed as a kid. I thought so. I'm really surprised that this never came across my radar. Right. I never read all these books, but um, I. I didn't know it was set in World War II. I just kind of generally thought it was set in oldie times. Like, you could have said it was... I feel like... I think... I Well, I just said World War II because I saw that that's what someone said in during my research this week. I mean, I, and I've never seen the modern movies. So my relationship with Chronicles of Narnia is that I did not read them as a kid, but I was very aware of them because um, just somehow in, like, the zeitgeist of the churches that I went to, like, Narnia you know, Narnia, uh, merchandise or something, or like games or like, you know, uh, Bible lessons that tied into Narnia Mm -hmm. felt like I was more familiar with Narnia as like a children's property than say Salty the Singing Songbook, which I was not connected to. I had seen Salty the Singing Songbook, but it wasn't, it wasn't a prevalent thing in my childhood, but somehow Narnia accoutrement was a prevalent thing in my childhood. So you're saying that you didn't go to a church where they handed out a chick track to you and said, listen, <laughs> right. Narnia is bad. We don't care if C.S. Lewis claims to be a Christian. It's a lie. Right. It's bad. It's like the D&D and the J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, because the chick tracks famously have the asterisks in one of the things. <laughs> it's like rejects all fantasy works, including those of, C- of C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. Because like people who chick track Christians are like... <laughs> 
all fit. Oh, it reminds me of when I when we talked to Sarah for my deathbed episode, and you haven't heard the the deathbed episode, but she was like, she told me how uh, the a church that she used to go to because some of her extended family went to it didn't want her playing pretend. Oh my god! And she's like, so I always wow. thought this was like a. So she always thought that was like a Christian thing. It's oh, like no. you can't pretend you're Weird. a dog. You can't like play cops and robbers or pretend you're an animal or something because you're a person and you have to stay i was like no and i was like that's like that must be some denomination that your family went to because because the biggest christian property in the world is about pretending that vegetables can talk you know what i mean (laughs) so that does that was so odd but um yeah i didn't know what shake tracks were with or that they existed until i met you right and then you had talked about them at some point i definitely have seen chick tracks out in the wild at the time like before chick tracks became a meme before we had the internet as it exists now as a as a vessel for the meme the kind of memes we have now Mm -hmm. chick tracks were an inside joke with the people at my christian high school because we used to read them and laugh we used to laugh at them like it's probably one of my first uh, times like enjoying bad media with friends even though they never watched bad movies with me and had fun we would all read the chick tracks together and laugh at them and some of those kids were way more christian than me and they still understood that there was like something spiritually and culturally wrong with the point of view in those comics that just reminded me that i saw this uh i saw this tweet that was like zoomers will never understand like they they were like back when we only had we had one meme and we had to make it last for five years and it was was, i has has cheeseburgers So what were we talking about before all that? Um, yeah, so... In Like so, a Lion? No, we were talking about C.S. Lewis. So my connection to C.S. Lewis was that I never read the books as a kid. My parents didn't read the books to me, but I was familiar with it. I think I saw... I don't know. I didn't research how many productions, television, and movie things exist of C.S. Lewis stuff, but I feel like I saw things of that. I know that there was like a BBC television show that where like it's actually... All the creatures are cell animated. Like it's... Like it's Roger Rabbit, but it mm-hmm. looks more like Evil Tunes. Like it looks, it doesn't look Amazing. good. Because I rewatched it during Full Sail. Because when the new movie was coming out, I had every intention of seeing it. Mm-hmm. But I never, to this day, I just never got around to it. But I watched, I rented the BBC television miniseries. And it was like, if I, I was like, if I saw this as a kid, it looks way worse now. It looked so bad because. Who did that? Did Disney put that movie out? Who put that movie out? Because I remember seeing like. At Disney or Universal in Orlando, somebody had like a setup of it for like a really long time. And I feel like it was Disney where it was like they had that in that what was the old animation building. And then, you know, was they still had that like in the upstairs part and the downstairs part was one man's dream. Uh, yeah, it was actually Walt Disney Pictures. So yeah, this that's is, what I thought. So like Walden Media produced all three movies, which I'm, I think is like a... Like Walden Books? I don't no, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like the production, like the the one of the production companies was something was Walden Media, and then I guess that like uh, Disney sort of underwrote and also produced the first two, but then they didn't mm. do the third one. 20th Century Fox distributed the third one for 
Walden Media. Yeah, I remember they had a thing. They had like an exhibit for a really long time at uh, at MGM Studios or what is it called now? Hollywood Studios right. at Disney of like the costumes and stuff. And okay. you could see like production so, yeah. design, you know, kind of art and stuff set up of the Chronicles of Narnia. So the first two were Walt Dis- were Disney and the second one was Fox. Okay. Uh, th- sorry, the first. <laughs> the second so one. Disney. The first two were Disney and the third <laughs> one was Fox, but they were all produced by a company called Walden Media. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. So anyway, I eventually did read three of the Narnia books when I was in either in 12th grade or like right after high school, but before I, in those years before I went to college, because I was like reading any kind of classic fantasy book I could think of. Like I was reading, I read, read Lord of the Rings right before the movies came out. I started reading some of the Harry Potter books and I was like, oh, I should read. Oh, and you know what? I was way more familiar with C- with C.S. Lewis from his Mars trilogy. He wrote three books. Like one was called That Hideous Strength and The Silent Planet, I believe was another one. And they were basically like science fiction books about a guy who travels to Mars. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if, I don't think there's a Christian theme to it. And if it is, it's very buried. Like all the Christian themes in Narnia are, are all like subtext and simile and metaphor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the his Mars three science fiction books had any real Christian element unless they were really, really buried deep. But I was also familiar. I also read Mere Christianity, which I don't remember anything from, unfortunately. I remember I read his book on writing or something. No, that's Stephen King. That's he wrote, I was going to say that's Stephen King. He wrote another, <laughs> C.S. Lewis had another book that was like a collection of essays, and it was all about his viewpoints on like writing fiction and stuff. And then I gotcha. owned a copy of The Screwtape Letters, which is like an, an Episcopal novel. Episcopal meaning it's written from the point of view of like uh, being letters like found it's mm-hmm. like a found footage novel I gotcha of letters <laughs> found footage novel <laughs> that's kind of what an Episcopal novel is <laughs> yeah the, I ha- I have owned this copy of Screwtape Letters Forever which is like letters written from a demon trying to another demon trying to like whoa that sounds soul. badass <laughs> that sounds so metal so that's my that's how familiar but my mom read the C.S. Lewis Mars trilogy when I was in high school when I was a little kid and so I was familiar with those. And I read the first one, like, when I was in eighth or ninth grade. But then I didn't read the Narnia. Three of the Narnia books I read in high school and never read the rest. I had every intention of seeing the movie, never got around to it. That's my entire history with C.S. Lewis. I read Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. I believe I read either Prince Caspian or... I, no, I read Voyage of the Dawn Trader. And I read the first one, the, the like, the prequel one which I cannot remember the name oh, of. Oh, right. Prince Caspian. They were trying to sell that as like a teeny bopper sex symbol for a minute. I remember that. <laughs> we don't need no Christian sex symbol. <laughs> we already got Matt Thiessen. Facts. <laughs> the Magician's Nephew. I read The Magician's Nephew, which is like a prequel mm. to Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, even though it was, re- it was released later. But yeah, it's like the first kids to go or to Narnia or they somehow create Narnia or they open the portal in Narnia. I don't really remember. So the more that, that you talk about it, cause I don't really, I don't know much of anything about Narnia. I'm like, Oh, so this is what they base the magicians off of. Like um, the TV show, the magicians, well, like that's based the, on a series of books as based, well, right? Yeah. It, no, it's ba- Yeah. It's based off of a series of books called the magicians that I have a friend who read them. She said that they kind of go, very separate from the way the TV show went, and she didn't okay. enjoy them as much. But yeah, they definitely have like a 
that kind of a vibe, that world that it's supposed gotcha. to be set in. I think the point of the magician's nephew was like how the wardrobe got blessed or cursed or however you want to put it to become a way to Narnia. It's like some kids who accidentally are playing with their uncle's magic and they end up traveling to Narnia. They're the first ones to do it or something like that. Anyway, so now we have this song, right? And when this song came out on the Apathetic EP, I, like I said, couldn't tell the truth was about Narnia. I could tell because the because the, the fact that it's always winter, never Christmas comes from when the kids first tra- in Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe, when the first girl goes to Narnia, the youngest girl, she meets like the, the, the friendly goat man, not a, de- not a demon goat man <laughs> that had a tryst with Lana Del Rey. <laughs> But a good goat man. Another callback. Yeah, and not Torgo from not to- Torgo from uh, Man of Santa Fe, and not not uh, Phil or whatever his name is from Hercules. Right, but a good goat man. She meets and he's and he's the one who explains. Yeah, there's this witch and she's cursed the land of Narnia, and it, she's made it that it's always winter and never Christmas. So That's they- frozen. So frozen <laughs> just stole the plot of Narnia. I guess so. I guess so, but that no, but the witch deliberately has evil power and wants to control everyone and the winter is the winter with no Christmas is the symbolism. Yeah, but of, it's like, always winter in the frozen world. Yeah, but in Frozen she accidentally cuz she can't control her powers and she's emotional, she accidentally makes it Oh, women, they're injured. always so emotional. Don't give them powers. Yeah, right. And Elsa's a good magic lady and i don't think they call her a witch in the show in the movie and frozen but whatever so always winter never christmas is a plot point and like a very poetic moment that people always remember that quote it's like saying those who wander are not necessarily lost or whatever not all those who wander are lost yeah it's one of those quotes from a fantasy book that people just remember it's always winter never christmas so that's specifically what Tyson is referencing from the novel in this song. Yeah, I did not know that. And I was really bummed out because that is one of my all-time favorite Reliant K lyrics. So when I found out that was a direct reference yeah, to Narnia, that definitely made me sad. Because <laughs> I feel, didn't know. <laughs> do you feel bad when you find out your some of your favorite hip-hop songs are actually samples <laughs> from other previous pop songs? Of course. <laughs> yeah, so... Big like, hip-hop fan. Right. So I did think it's funny, like... This I so I wondered since I never got around to seeing the movie and I never owned the soundtrack and I never bothered to Google the soundtrack. I was like, was this song on the soundtrack? And then your description, your explanation makes perfect sense. So it was basically like at this point, I'm guessing because there are some other Goatee Records artists on the music inspired by CD. There are, yeah. So it seems like it was like Tyson, maybe Reliant K. You know, Reliant K is popular. They're making money for their record label and stuff at this point. But they're like, they don't think to go to Reliant K and say, hey, can you be, you want to be a part of this? Right. He's just like, he sees the club over there. Right. He sees that table. It's like the meme of the eight, <laughs> of the 10 tables. And each one is a different set of bands. And he's like, I want to be at that table for this. And he, so he makes these songs on spec. He made these songs on yep. spec for within his record label and they didn't get accepted or the movie didn't accept them or whatever. So that's kind of that's kind of odd and funny that that's how that worked out. It's all it oh oh it's like Heartlight. It's almost like Heartlight <laughs> by Neil Diamond. He wrote a song for ET and they didn't want it and then they sued him. Nor should they want it. It's and, a terrible song. And but it's all and in it's also Turn on your heart light. Yeah, he wrote that inspired by E.T. And maybe this is not true, but I believe he wrote it 
inspired by E.T. and hoped that, like, maybe they'd plug it with E.T. and they didn't. And then instead they think they sued him. But also, it's like uh, a nightmare on my street by uh, Fresh Prince and uh, Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff, yeah. Because that was also had nothing... That came out. He recorded that when Fre- Freddy Krueger movies were still, you know, being produced. So when that song came on the radio people thought oh is this to tie in with the new movie coming out and then i think and even that, new line was like no we don't no. we don't want and this. i think they had to put a sticker on the physical album that said this is in no way connected to the release of you know freddie's dead or or amazing or Freddy, i love that song yeah uh i've always loved this song as well and i just love the apathetic ep because i really like that contrast between that heavy pop punk nature of mm-hmm and then for this to be the accompanying ep where they slowed it down and it's kind of like melancholy and i, I just always really like that that contrast so it's kind of funny now this puts we talked about like apathetic ep controversy th- uh, uh, conspiracy theories when we talked about apathetic way to be mm-hmm. but now this puts a whole nother like line of thinking in that it's funny that you've got apathetic way to be which seems like a cut track from mm-hmm. we have to like i have to like contact i have to like send a message right. to john schnack and ask him did you record on apathetic way to be because it's so funny because here you have apathetic way to be oh yeah which is on the ep <laughs> it's the title track but it's not the opening track and it's on the vinyl even the first run print of the vinyl that came out in 2005 and then the other two original songs on the album are Narnia tracks. You know what I mean? Right. They're both Narnia-inspired tracks, yeah. which he did for this project where he tried to on-spec, get on, get Reliant K right. on the Narnia soundtrack. So it's almost well, on like... on the music inspired by. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. So it's like almost like, hey, you know, I wrote these two songs and, you know, Walden Media didn't want them and uh, Disney didn't want them. So I guess we'll... Is that how the is that why the apathetic EP came out? Like if the Narnia movie wasn't going to come out, if there wasn't going to be a music inspired by thing at that time, then would Tyson not have written at all the truth and Lion Witch in the Ward and the in like a lion? And then would we have no apathetic EP? I'm kind of surprised that that Disney wouldn't want this because you know what? I don't know. Reliant K are a very clean cut group of young men, right? So that's a little surprising. I, I wonder know. what else is on the uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe music inspired by. It's funny that because MXPX is on the music inspired by uh, the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> with... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> with my... I'm sorry, what? Oh. You're dropping bombs. What? Put on, put on your seatbelt, Jess. Oh. Put on your seatbelt. The MXPX track on the Passion of the Christ music inspired by CD has a feature with Mark Hoppus. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is not real. This is, is a Danny lie. It is absolutely you real. You are making this up. And is your seatbelt nice and you put the strap across too. Oh. The song, it actually references vaguely to Star Wars. I'm I'm sorry, what? The song is called What? The song is called The Empire. I'm not making what? this up. The song is called The Empire. It's an MXPX song featuring Mark Hoppus and guest lead vocals. The fact that it's called The Empire is vaguely referencing, I guess, how the like the Romans who <laughs> crucified Christ are like the Empire of Star Wars. I am not joking at all. They thought oh. the Empire was like the Roman Empire. Oh, yeah. No. 
can't. I just can't. Oh my god. So I have so much to look up now. I need to play you um. The Empire by MXPX, and I need to look up what other songs made it onto the music inspired by. <laughs> First of all, I can't believe. Wow. I can't believe I just showed her that, there's, that the CD exists. I can't believe that there's a music inspired by the Passion of the Christ to start. I feel like in my second, I can't believe that there would be an MXPX song on it. I I, I really feel like the, I'm totally just basing this off of theory, but I feel like the fact that there is a like rock pop album inspired by the Passion of the Christ is a cash in that came in later. It's almost like whatever record label put it together. They were really like, trying went, to get the kids to to come see the Passion of the Christ. Yeah, I think they were basically like Passion of the Christ has been, is a major major hit. Let's make some extra money. Let's was put it? together. It was. It was huge. Was it made it? millions of dollars. I remember I had like to see it top, with my church youth group. I think it was the top grossing movie of that year. Oh. It's the top grossing There were definitely people sitting in American history. There were people sitting in the aisles along the staircase yeah. when we saw it. It was a massive massive money maker. And then and I got so, in trouble cuz I laughed cuz there was a character named Eye Patch and everybody thought that I was evil and I was like there's a character named Eye Patch. I don't feel like there's actually a character in the Bible named Eye Patch. I could be wrong. I haven't read the whole thing. No, there wasn't. Well, this album also had Scott Stapp of Creed. Which wow. is so funny because MXPX by this point was definitely not like wow. selling themselves as a Christian band anymore. Not personally anyway. I mean, they still were going to go back to to, uh, to Tooth and Nail Records in a couple years for Secret Weapon. But they were not actively calling themselves a Christian band Do they band still play whatever this song is that's inspired by the passion of the No, I don't Christ. know if they've ever played it. <laughs> uh, but hold on. Here's a little of the song. I'm not going to put this in in post. You just can listen to it from here. Let's skip ahead a little. No, Mel Gibson wants your money. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is awful. (laughs) Wow. That's terrible. Wrecking Hotel Rooms is way better, which was also co-written by Mark Hoppus. Huh. I mean, that song was terrible. That definitely sounded way too like on that that kind of terrible like Christian music that also <sighs> sounds like it should be played in like every like commercial to join the army reserve or the I Coast guess well, that, what I was about to say was if you look at the cover you're like oh there's a song by P.O.D. on here as well yep. let's start the CD let's start the album and try to find P.O.D.'s song oh is this P.O.D.'s song oh no this is the MXPX song <laughs> it's wow. not a Rough. very MXPX song harsh it is not um yikes and another thing i know about songs albums mx speaking of mxpx and um songs inspired by cds is the drake drake and josh songs inspired by drake and josh which has responsibility by mxpx on it and i'm like there's no there's no way <laughs> it's just it was just it was songs from and inspired by so i was like well from. okay and so i said okay that means there's a 50 percent chance that responsibility was inspired by drake and josh <laughs> I don't know. My career seems way too cool for that. I don't think he was watching Drake and Josh on the tour bus. Just, I don't know about that one. So anyway, yeah, I love this song. <laughs> I haven't said what I think of this song. But it's fun. It's, it's it's a very, like, 70s-ish song. It feels like a real, like, it feels like a real, like, it, it's a little harder than what I'm about to say, but it's almost like an easy listening, easy rock 70s sure. thing through sure. a Reliant K lens with a little bit harder guitar than what I'm talking about. That's kind of what it feels like to me, especially with that sort of wailing keyboard at the beginning, that sort mm-hmm. of 
circling keyboard sound like yeah it's a very christiany kind of kind of sound yeah without but not worshipy you know what i mean Mm. no i mean there's it doesn't have that little little touch i guess but yeah but sort of like what we talked about with those words are not enough where yeah that's a worship song but it's like not in the regular no i mean it doesn't have that praise and worship sound to right. it like that what you think of as that stereotypical praise and worship sound that that opening like keyboard though at the beginning of the song does make me feel like a little, a little bit churchy. more on the, it, it's a little churchy yeah. i guess well to me it sounds more like 70s easy listening i don't know hmm. whatever agree to disagree that's it christmas is canceled how <gasps> dare you disagree with me well, on well, on that note, we'll go to we'll go to our break, and we'll be right back from this cliffhanger to find out are Danny and Jessica canceling Christmas? Will Christmas be saved? Find out. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line four zero two nine five Sadie, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Tee Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more. Just in time for Halloween, or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our Little Sheep Boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy E. Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, and Michael. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> Christmas is canceled. Aww. I feel horrible. Wait a second. Jessica, I just got this note. It's from Santa Claus. <gasps> and it says, hold on, let me open it. Is, is he still going to thumb to town? It says, it says, Christmas is canceled. Aww. Aww. Wait a second. Oh, wait, wait. On the back we... it says, JK, Christmas is not canceled. Oh, God, I was going to say, what if we got all of the other reindeer there in time? <laughs> what, about, what about April? She can be April the other reindeer. Aww. <laughs> Danny's favorite Christmas special is all of the other reindeer. If you haven't seen it, it's very cute. So I am excited about our deep dive this week. I know you were like going oh, man. nuts. Oh man. I'm not even getting in. there until later, but yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that one. So we have song facts this week. Now we either haven't been to song facts in like a real long time, or we've never actually been to song facts. So I'm kind of excited about this. I feel like I went to Song Facts once, just kind of cold, like aside from podcast research. And a lot of songs don't have individual pages. A lot of Reliant K songs just aren't added to that website. Well, over here it says, When the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was being developed as a motion picture, it was Reliant K lead singer Matt Thiessen's hope to have a song included on the music inspired by album. With this goal in mind, he wrote this song. It it wound up instead on the band's apathetic EP, which is dedicated to the band's friend Aaron Mars, who worked with Christian music label Goatee Records and who was featured on the cover of their Employee of the Month EP. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Aaron Mars, a filmmaker who owned his own company called Paperjack Films, was aboard the 92-foot... It's about how he passed away. It kind of goes on to uh, talk about that. And then it also gives a little blurb about the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, With over 100 million copies in print in 41 languages, C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia series is the most well-known and popular work, widely thought of as the first book in the series, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, is actually the second. Chronologically, the first book is The Magician's Nephew. Yeah. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe finds four children swept through a magical portal into the land of Narnia, which is always covered in snow. It is a, is a majestic fantasy into which children and adults alike are drawn as the history of this imaginary land unfolds, and the children overcome obstacles of good versus evil. The story has a myriad of Christian overtones, includes the central character of Aslan the lion, who helps the children battle evil throughout the series. Voiced by Liam Neeson. (laughs) Really? Yep. (laughs) It's kind of funny now. (laughs) Lion Neeson. Qui-Gon Neeson. Lion. Jen. What? (laughs) I don't know. Moving on. Uh, Genius has an annotation for the lion. It's always winter, but never Christmas. It seems this curse just can't be lifted. It says about how this is a reference to the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. And that's the only annotation it has is just on the two parts where that is sung. Right. So then we go over to Toon Bat. Ooh. Jimmy and Pod talk about Toon Bat most weeks, and we never do. So this song is presented in the key of E major. Uh, it has a so three-minute... So they say. So they say. It's Daniel, a, let us know if that's right. Yeah, they might be wrong. 88 beats per minute. Now, what I love about this is that energy, 47, danceability... 54. Happiness, 16. What? I love that they happy. They're they are gauging the happiness and they're saying this song, not happy. That is a note I had about the song I forgot to mention is that this song does tread a very thin line of happiness. It is just on the right side of happiness. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the tiniest tonal or like key shift and this would be a sad song which i think is supported by the fact and we have so many covers that we're probably that we're not going to get to but there are so many covers and a lot of them accidentally hit a sad note or a dour note which mm-hmm. i think it's just like their tuning or the the key that they accidentally played or i think it just depends chords. on what emotion you put behind the lyrics as or, well yeah, or they're singing their ability yeah. to sing in a, in a certain t- excuse me in a certain <laughs> tone um Oh, I am not drinking a hot toddy this week. By the oh way, my gosh. last week, we start up our Christmas four pods of Christmas 2020. Danny. Jessica makes, I'm just, Jessica's like, oh, I'll make you a hot toddy. She's like, you go, and we have like a collection of bourbons and whiskeys. And she's like, Danny, you go pick the bourbon. No, you picked it. You no, picked, you picked it. I picked it. it. You picked it. Okay. Oh, you picked it later. You picked yeah. it the next, uh, that we. When we did uh, our Patreon episode. Right. So. She's like, go pick your choice of whiskey for your hot toddy. And I'm like, okay. And I had no idea what I was picking. I'm just like, oh, Evan Williams. I'm not crazy about this stuff. Let's, you know, get some more of this knocked knocked out. Which is also the reason why I picked it during the Patreon episode, completely forgetting what happened last right. week. <laughs> so, well, it turned out that particular bottle of Evan Williams was bonded in bo- bottled in bond, and it was 100 proof. <laughs> so... 
I drink this one hot toddy, and I am immediately drunk in the episode last week. Immediately drunk. And I'm like, how did this happen? I had one drink. And then it's hours later. Jessica looks at the bottle. It's still on the counter, and she's like, oh. oh, like, oh it's 100 proof. Danny, oh. <laughs> uh, this also has a, a speechiness. Rating of two. I don't know what that means. I mean, is that like like preachiness, speechiness? I don't know. Like, uh, so every single OC Supertone song is like yeah, uh, is like a hundred and eighty-two out of a hundred. Like, right. yeah. Then we have a fanfic. Oh boy, is this what no. you were laughing about? No. Oh, okay. Now I don't. I'm not familiar with. The Chronicles of Narnia. So I, I think maybe it is a fanfic for the Chronicles of Narnia. I'm just not really sure. And it's called Always Winter, Never Christmas, The World You Want. And they say, inspired by Reliant K's Always Winter, Never Christmas in Like a Lion song, C.S. Lewis's The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Switchfoot's The World You Want song. This is a story about the land of... It's just the of- world. It's just the world. <laughs> the world you want. Do, do, do. Oh, wait, that's... Devo, never mind. This is a story about the land of Winterfrost. <laughs> put me on the pay no mind list. <laughs> which was cursed to be under the spell of eternal winter in which there is no awakening. Faith will be put at risk and will be tested to restore peace and life from their dying world. Dare to take the risk and inspire people to save a dying world. So I, I guess this is a Chronicles of Narnia. Oops, I pushed a button. Fanfic. And they include that little, like, the, the Reliant K apathetic oh, EP right. umbrella, but it's snowing. Yeah, from the inside fold of the CD where it's snowing in the... In their the, cover art. And the umbrella is kind of worn away and icy. Interesting. So this is... Because I was about to say, are we sure this is Reliant K based? Yes, because it says so in the description. And you said that and I forgot already. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this was last updated January 5th, 2015 at 2.02 a.m. Are you going to read any of it? No, I was just letting you know it exists out there. It's on Wattpad if anyone's interested. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Then we have the Longmount Pastor blog. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, as I was saying before, like, I remember, sorry, but as since you're talking about a pastor blog, like, I have one particular pastor from my memory, and this is, like, before I ever met evangelical culture so this is like a a a more like regular protestant just come to church on sunday kind of church that i went to and uh you know hymns and and piano and that's it that we went to when i was a kid and he gave this whole sermon about aslan Hmm. nice (laughs) (laughs) which was like one of the most he was a very fun pastor but when you think of that particular church when i think of that particular church i don't necessarily think of like the most fun church when you start to get older but yeah i just fun. decided i'm not gonna read this it's just about the lion the rich and the wardrobe and jesus and it's just like oh and also reliant k wrote a song inspired by this and here's a youtube video that i guess they just edited a bunch of stock images together yeah i found a bunch yeah. of those but i didn't save wow. most of them yeah so moving on 
Now, sometimes we find Reliant K songs that are wrongfully attributed to other artists. Uh, is this what you were laughing about before? This week in my deep dive, I found a post that I believe this song is wrongfully attributed to Reliant K, and it's called Merry Frickin' Christmas. Oh, is that Bowling for Soup? Nope. I know that title. Is it Good Charlotte? Nope. Is it a known famous band? Absolutely not. Wait, 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 wait. I don't remember their name, but it's a band from Boston, right? Yes, it is. Because yes, WBCN, but they sound, the thing is they were like the local Bowling for Soup. Oh, what was their names? Their oh, seat, we're going to get to that. Their name, they were, their seat, Jessica, there's, oh my gosh. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. It's shocking well, you found this. I'm going to read the lyrics I'm and so then excited. we'll play the music because obviously the person who, who, uh, who wrote this uh, and 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 must his, have downloaded it off something and it was and able to posted it K. to a lyric site claiming that this was by Reliant K. Wow. So tell me, do you think that? Because I think this definitely sounds like a song Reliant K would write. School's out, Christmas break, home for the holidays, meatloaf and fruitcake, off to grandma's. It's so boring, screaming kids and grandpa's snoring. My so aunt boring. Margaret's lost her mind. Trippin' on a train set, have another box of wine. Wow, wow. It's gonna be a merry, merry, merry frickin' Christmas. Whoa! I must be on Santa Claus's shit list. (gasps) The tree, the gifts, the mistletoe kiss. Oh, I'm so disappointed in Reliant K for writing this song. Shoot me now. I'm sick of all my relatives. Have a merry, (laughs) merry, merry, merry frickin' Christmas. Right. Uncle Richard, he's a weirdo, passing out pictures of himself in a Speedo. My cousin <laughs> Ashley. Maybe Five Iron Frenzy would. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of the. <laughs> yeah, Rolling K has mentioned Speedos before. My cousin Ashley, her singing really sucks, blames it on her drummer and her acid reflux. My brother's wife is really hot. She pulled me into a, the bathroom. I hope we don't get caught. Whoa! Reliant K, no! It's gonna be a merry, merry, merry freaking Christmas. I must be on Santa Claus's sh- list. The tree, the gifts, the mistletoe kiss. Shoot me now. I'm sick of all my relatives. Have a merry, merry, merry freaking Christmas. We haven't even opened our presents yet. Now it's time to start. A fake smile because it's going back to Walmart. It's going to be a merry, merry, merry freaking Christmas. I don't remember these lyrics, but are we going to play a little of the song? Oh, we are. Okay. Because I, I, because... So, yes. Do you have more to get into with this? No. So, here's the thing. I remember this song. No one else in the country should remember this song. But basically, this was like some local New England band. And yes. when I was... And whatever year... This probably is like... I'm guessing this is like 2003, 2004. Um, because I just... I know I was like... My mom had lived in New Hampshire by then. And I was mostly living in New Hampshire with her. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to piece together the memories. So WBCN, which is no longer around, it's now one of those digital only HD channels with probably no live DJs, Right. but it was one, it was the famous rock station in Boston for generations. Um, they occasionally would play like area specific music. Like they weren't, they were corporate, but they would play, they would inject something, something topical into something specific to them. So for instance... The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are known as only having that one radio hit with Impression That I Get. Right. Well, if you were in Boston, they played I Want My City Back 
from the Jackknife to a Swan album on the radio all the time because that song was specifically about how much construction in Boston sucks. Right. So they played that song all the time. <laughs> they so don't it, like the big dig? They exactly. run into the big dig? But that's the thing. It's, it's about the big <laughs> dig and specifically about how the rat the rat club closed in Boston and which was like the Boston CBGBs. Anyway, I'm just saying this was a local crappy uh the band sounded like Bowling for Soup local band. You could get this CD at like Best Buys in New England because somehow they had a very specific distribution to push this song to New Englanders. Oh, kind of, also kind of like although this is this was nationally available, but that that song the year that the Red Sox won the finally won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Stanley Cup. The World Series. <laughs> there was that Dropkick Murphy song that was like the theme to that shipping year. Shipping out to Boston? No, not Uh-oh. shipping out to Boston. It was a girl's name and I don't remember it anymore. Oh. But that CD got pushed in Boston stores so, like super hard. Like, right. You could get it at probably like market baskets and stuff. And boy, don't they ever have the most New England band name possible. Frickin' A. That's it. That's it. I remember. This is all coming back to me now. Yeah, they sound so much like a local Bowling for Soup, except this is also like he was, this This is the, this sounds like he was a skater boy a little bit. Yeah. Oh man, it's worse than I remember. I'm not post, I'm not cutting this in and post. <laughs> I'm talking right over this. Yeah, this is like... This also sounds a little bit like that that Playboy Mansion song, that yeah. I want to live at the Playboy Mansion This is that song. specific... This is like the play... What's that called? The, uh, there was a specific... They edited it in this version as right. well, so we can we can play it through. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There was, a, there was a specific Los Angeles scene of like post-pop punk sort of crappy, like Bowling for Soup style bands like this like not the blink Two, the dolly rocks were the biggest band to come out of it it's like there's a documentary about it it's called like play for beer what was it called i guess if i look up that documentary anyway yeah this is a okay i'm good <laughs> we don't want freaking a to get litigious on us yeah so, yes, they did do a uh, cover, I guess, of that. It says right here, they've got a single Boston Red Sox World Champion out, out anthem. Oh, no. Well, Play for Beer is a totally different documentary. Shoot. What is the name of that? Wait a minute. What is this? This is just Merry Freaking Christmas again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't listen to you. Boston Red Sox World Champion Anthem. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. They did a follow up. <gasps> this is like, <laughs> what's that? So- this is magic. <laughs> wow. Again. When we reverse the curse. <laughs> oh, man. This is awful. Oh my god, I remember this version now. Oh, they really did play this on the radio. I remember Steinbrenner's really pissed. 
I mean, can you imagine having a very specific local hit for Christmas in one region of the country, and then you're like, let's re-record it. And yes, because specific- I've been to Boston enough to know that this is 100% a regional Boston thing. <laughs> I just don't understand why the rest of the country hates us, Jessica. <laughs> I just don't understand. People just can't suffer a winner. People just can't suffer a winner. That's the problem. Now, Frickin' A is number one song on here would be their cover of Jessie's Girl on Spotify. Wow, yeah, that's the thing is I remember feeling it's like... It's not good, by the way. I just remember... Yeah, and that's funny because, like, I feel like that's a, that's a parallel choice to the fact that Bowling for Soup had... This is really hard to think through while you're playing it. But the fact that Bowling for Soup had 1985, and I always thought of Freaking A as, like, the local Boston ripoff of Bowling for Soup. Mm-hmm. This is a very lateral move to be like, let's cover Jesse's girl, because it it's... You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels like a, it feels like a spiritual sequel, like a ripoff, like, to cover the song that's kind of referenced in 1985. Now they've got yeah. another single called Psycho Dad. How, how much you want to bet there's like another version of the Christmas frickin' Merry Frickin' Christmas we're that they're going to put gonna on do, here. We're going to do, do an entire frickin' A song by song podcast in this episode. <laughs> we're going to cover all 10 frickin' A songs. Damn, it's different. Oh, no. You don't want to be just like you. Yeah. What I'm saying is this is the anthem. Yeah, it's good, Charlotte. <laughs> man, oh, man. What a blast from the very specific regional past oh yeah look at that yeah wow i don't know man yeah that's that that's that's very specific like it's that very specific type of mid-2000 pop punk adjacent stuff what i think of like american hi-fi and um flavor of the week and like yeah these bands that like aren't pretending to be skate punk or like aren't pretending to be fat wreck bands they're just like they they present themselves more like modern hair metal bands in a way minus the you know what i mean it's like take sort of take sort of the like they have this like the heightened glamour, personality yeah, kind of thing take the glamour yeah. and presentation right of hair metal <laughs> minus the actual fashion mm-hmm. put on the fashion of like bowling for soup and then you have this like very specific genre of mid two thousands like pop punk yeah. lit lit is definitely a band to throw in that group. So yes, <sighs> when when you saw me with headphones on the other day and I was losing my mind, that's what I had found. You know what? I might need to actually have another another one of those hot toddies. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I I totally forgot about that. And and oh man, you know, like the local, um, my friend Dan, who had the local the local Christian ska band of New England. As far as I'm concerned, good for life. They opened for Reliant K. I've talked about that show when two in two thousand. Mm-hmm. He and I and my friend Johnny, we used to talk about this that song for that band Freakin' A and be like. Why? 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 Who? Well, like some local promoter, some like person or this band, like they somehow were like, why do we need an area, a region specific bowling for soup? Why do we, why do they think we need this? Like I would have understood if like 
somebody was like, we need a region-specific, you know, Newfound Glory or Blink-182, but why do we need a region-specific Bowling for Soup? Why? So speaking of 2005, Geeks Under Grace posed the question, what if Reliant K had their own rock band game and what songs would be on it? And so they went through and they made a list off of each album of what songs they felt would translate best into a rock band game. Okay. So they've got Year 2000 Venue Underground Cafe, Troy, Michigan. Amazing. First of all, <laughs> flippin' amazing. Frickin' amazing, if you will. How about the Salvation Army Camp, <laughs> where Good for Life opened for them? Uh, so track list uh, is... Hello McFly, My Girlfriend, When You're Around, Softer to Me, Staples. Then Year 2003 venue. And this is going in the, if you're if you're not familiar with the rock band games, they do this thing where it's like you have your venue and, you know, you pick your your guitarist who you're, who you're going to be and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got Year 2003 venue, Cornerstone 03 in Bushnell, Illinois. Track list. Pressing on Sadie Hawkins dance for the moments I feel faint, failure to excommunicate, chapstick, chaplicks, lips, and things like chemistry, mood rings, f- falling out, forward motion, in love with the 80s, getting into you, gibberish, and Jefferson Airplane. And then it says purposefully skip 2004 and the breakout of mm-hmm. They skip forward to 2008. Venue, rock the universe 08 at Universal. <laughs> nice. Uh, track list, the truth, uh, apathetic way to be. Yeah, but... Come right out and say it. I need you. The best thing. <laughs> forgiven. Must have done something right. Uh, give until there's nothing else. Devastation reform. I'm taking you with me. Bite my tongue up and up. The scene and heard. The last, the lost, the least. The lining of silver. Now, I don't know why they have to skip over mm-hmm and have like no mm-hmm songs and, on and here. I, 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 this is the first one I take umbrage with because, I mean, Reliant K was playing Rock the Universe for years before that particular year. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I guess they are that, just like, they think that, you know, because you know how rock basing? band works where you start off in like the small venue and then you grow right. as you go. Also, I feel like Rock the Universe is a step down from Cornerstone. Yeah, maybe. That's like, a good That's a good point. Like, okay, I feel fair. Like, I feel like maybe like the tour with MXPX or with the tour with Paramore or something would be a better... I mean, I guess they're looking for... No, because... This seems weird, too. Okay, so the next one is year 2013, Spring Arbor University in Spring Arbor, Michigan. I feel like But, like, might... a university show would be no. before, like, a cornerstone. Because they were playing bigger shows and bigger yeah. tours. And, like, they like, were... Torn... You could have even said, like, like uh, the Hard Rock or something. Just, you know. Right. A- a- because I saw them at uh, the Hard Rock. In Orlando. In yeah. Orlando. And that show was... Or, I'm sorry, I saw them at House of Blues in... Orlando. Right. We saw them. In, oh, yeah, yeah. No, Wait. no. You saw them at Hard Rock. I saw them at Hard Rock. With Good Charlotte at the, t- the, the, show that was, the show that was broadcast. You saw them at Hard Rock. Right. We go back to that show once in a while for mm-hmm songs because they're on YouTube. And then you and me saw them at House of Blues, the, uh, the first tour they had with Ethan. Yeah. So that's definitely a step up from like a university show or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Then... I, they say falling out, uh, sorry, forgetting not slow down, candlelight, part of it, therapy, What about the McDonald's tour? Sierra, <laughs> don't blink and collapsible young. Then they, lung, sorry. Then they go to 2014. Paradise Rock Club, Boston, Massachusetts. Nice. 
And they said, now they put in the one I'm waiting for, Be My Escape, high of 75. I so hate consequences. The only thing worse than beating a dead horse is betting on one. My girl's ex-boyfriend, more than useless, the whole album. I wish to bury us with the hatchet. Let it all out. Who I am hates who I've been. Maintain consequences. This week, the trend. Okay, this is too much. Life after ducks and taxes. No. I feel like this is falling apart. Now, I think what's happening here, specifically because they referenced the Troy, Michigan show, I think whoever he, i think geeks under fire geeks under grace <laughs> they're, ge- they're geeks under fire because we're talking about it right but um i think they're specifically referencing only shows that are in their entirety on youtube because that ah. paradise boston mm-hmm, 10 tour is completely on youtube gotcha uh i think if they did a little bit more specific looking at like maybe single uploads to youtube they'd find bigger shows from these times or maybe look through setlist fm i would absolutely I think Cornerstone and Troy, Michigan. Troy, Michigan's a funny Easter egg joke. I mean, there's plenty of like local shows that I personally remember, but who cares? Yeah. Troy, Michigan is the famous early show now because it's on YouTube. Cornerstone, absolutely. But after that, like, you got to go up. You got to go up into the mainstream aspect of how they were signed to Capitol and touring with, like I said, MXPX and Paramore. And then you have to figure something out else out from there i don't this doesn't make sense to they, me. they round that track listing out with when i go down look on up and this is the end right uh and then for downloadable content because you know how you always have the downloadable content that you can add to those games they put wake up call k car the rest is up to you i am lino uh pressing on the pirates who don't do anything be my escape acoustic in like a lion always winter Faking my own suicide, deathbed. What's all been done before? Oh, can you imagine playing deathbed on one of these games? The vinyl countdown. <laughs> I, mean, I don't need a soul. Savannah boomerang. That's true. Games. Yeah, free Freebird is the end of. Uh, I think it's the last song in one of the the uh, the Guitar Hero games. Right. Okay, so I would personally forget mm-hmm, ten. Throw that out. I would just go like Troy, Michigan. My venues. The song selection. That's fine. The song selection. Doesn't entirely matter, but I would for venues go Troy, Michigan, Cornerstone 03. Uh, I'm not exactly sure of the thing, but I would, you know, Hard Rock uh, for 2000 for mm hmm, or kind of mix mm hmm and Five Score together and say they're playing at the Hard Rock Orlando or the something like that. And then maybe for like, then like maybe, um, I don't know, then maybe a hometown show. For the next level, yeah, sure, like sure. a show back in Canton, because sure. there's a couple of shows in Canton, like when they were getting ready to release Collapsible Long before Ethan left the band. And then Searching for America. I mean, maybe this was written before Searching for America, but then like pick the the big venue, you know, with the Palladium in Hollywood or wh- yeah. whatever the biggest show was for, sure. for the Searching for America tour, Looking for America. I know it's the name of a Switchfoot song, <laughs> but I still never remember if it's looking or searching. I didn't even know that, so you're <laughs> better than I am. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so there are no live videos of this song. Shockingly, I found that it just doesn't seem like they've ever played it, and if they have, like I said, it was under the radar. It was never reported to Setlist FM, and it was never uploaded to YouTube. So that isn't a thing, but instead we can listen to this Nightcore version. Your hair looks absolutely gorgeous and wavy right now. I'm so distracted by your sexy, sexy hair. Calm down. <laughs> you're not getting you're not getting any extra Christmas gifts from me just for <laughs> buttering me up. I'm certainly not getting any extra birthday gifts either. Oh yeah, it's still your birthday. <laughs> 
It's always nice to look out the window And see those very first few flakes of snow And later on we can go outside And create the impression of an angel That just fell from the sky When February rolls around I'll roll my eyes Turn a cold shoulder to these even colder skies And by the fire my heart it heaves a sigh for the green grass waiting on the other side It's always winter but never Christmas It seems this curse just can't be lifted I would have got a little faster yeah. if I put the night chord together Yeah, I'm not super into that one it's still very, very at least slow, yeah. so it doesn't feel proper night quarry. It just kind of feels chipmunky. Yeah, at least they didn't put it like some of the night quarry we've seen recently, where they put it through a bad program and right. made it compressed and, and gated and sounded really bad. At least this sounds okay. It's just not, it should have gone just a little faster. Mm-hmm. I think Agreed. technically you're not supposed to go above 20% hmm. for typical night core, but it just depends on the song, I think. So there's also an Owl City song called Always, which came up because of searching Reliant K, Always. I did multiple searches because I'm like, this is a song that people are going to upload it in like multiple titles. You know, some people are going to call it Always Winter and some people are going to call it In Like a Lion and some people are going to call it Never Christmas. So I searched all of these general terms. So there's an Owl City song called Always. It's very Christian. It's a super Christian Owl City song. Really? Yeah. Did you want to hear it? I did not know that that uh, Owl City was tied to the Christian music scene outside of Matt Thiessen producing. Yeah, we don't know a ton about Owl City outside of the radio. Look at that cover. I know. It looks so cultish. Is that the, really the cover? It really does. It's a man walking in silhouette across a Bible, like <laughs> in a galaxy across a Bible, and his shadow is casting a cross. But it's technically an upside down cross. It totally looks like like a horror book cover or it's something. It's very Christian. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very like... I don't know if they meant this, but it comes off kind of cultish because it has that like Tim and Eric style like thing of like when they make fun of cult media. For sure. Say help is on the way The moment you begin to pray When the thunders roar You don't need to be afraid I'll lead you through the storm So please remember when I say I'm with you always. That's nice. Yeah. Somebody said, uh, Soul Studios two years ago said, I love his worship songs. They make me so happy and relaxed. Thank you, Adam. Nice. And Robert Yu said, Alfredy, uh, Alfred, Al City <laughs> isn't afraid to profess his faith through worship songs like this, despite the mainstream being so unwelcoming to it. I admire your courage. I thought we were going to talk about Batman's butler for a minute. I got excited. (laughs) Alfred City. Um, So, because it's a Christmas song, this never came up before, but we've seen the footage of Winter Wonder Slam, you know? Yes. That tour? Yes. Well, on Toby Mac's official YouTube page, 
Nice. 12 years ago, here's the ad for the 2008 Winter Wonder Slam tour. Sick. Coming to a city near you, Winter Wonder Slam, featuring Toby Mack. With special guests Reliant K. Plus Family Force 5. Now what they should have played was like <laughs> Angels We <laughs> I can't remember what if that was that was a yeah. <laughs> Go listen to last yeah. week's episode again. Again, if you heard it at all. Yeah. And introducing B Right. Sure. Ooh, play that funky song that I like. I like how you have I love the the drop in announcer voice. The drop is like we're talking about something serious now, guys. But in all the announcer should have been but in all seriousness, please bring an unwrapped toy for Toys for Tots. Uh so so since you didn't you weren't familiar with the fact that it's always winter but never Christmas is a line from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, here's a. St- I don't know if this is like an official, like well-known production, but this is apparently a stage musical of the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. I don't know if this is like nice. a musical book that, like I said, is well-known sure. or well-traveled, right. or if just this local production put it on. I have no idea. But here's a song called "Always Winter." It's not the Real NK song, but it's the Goat Guy. Telling the young lady about how it's always winter in Narnia. It's like, is this an Evil Dead the musical, or is it <laughs> is it a Lion King the musical, or a Beauty and the Beast the musical? Right, I don't know. I mean, this production seems pretty small, so I just don't know if this is a what. I don't know. Well, let's listen to this a little bit. Oh wow! This is a nightmare. Can you describe what you're looking at? Satan in a scarf <laughs> with some furry pants. He's not an evil goat man. But he has horns and he definitely looks like Satan. But he's a good man. He's a good boy. Sure. He's a he's he loves Aslan. They're in a cave or something. I don't know. They're in a, they're in a little house. In front they're of in a, a fireplace. Hobbit. And there's a little girl with like a, a beret and a sweater and a skirt sitting patiently watching Satan sing. Yeah. Well we missed the we missed the cat we missed the hook. Oh goodness. Oh. There we go. Oh but it's always winter get it it's always winter now got it this is my favorite peter gabriel song (laughs) so there are a ton of like uh you know amvs not amvs because they're live action but fmvs cut together from narnia footage sure i also found i guess we'll talk about it you you got some lion shipping videos there there's no shipping videos it's just like footage of the movie set to the song and uh there's also a Narnia FMV set to Look On Up, which I guess we'll talk about when we talk about oh. Look On Up. 
It's kind of ironic right looking at a screen editing together a music video for Look On Up. You should be looking on up, not looking at your screen editing a video. So do you, are you disappointed in me or are you yep. disappointed in them? No, okay. you. Well, here's some... Uh, oh, I don't need to... Uh, there we go. So, sorry, something was on the screen. I clicked past that. And this is uh, someone's Sonic OC original character, a Sonic the Hedgehog universe original character. Sweet. This is Max the Cheetah. Nice. And this is this person's, all of this, 36 views for X, Mabely X, Labyrinth X. And this is Max the Cheetah. And like I was about to say, this is their personal... Sorry, I'm trying to get this to load. Okay. This is their personal artwork of their Sonic OC set to the song. Right on. So he is like a little... He's like an orange Sonic with black spots. It looks like he's in... He's, it's it's Christmas time. And he is... He's gathering money like the, the Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. And then he was holding mm-hmm. presents. And now he's naked looking out the window. <laughs> That's a that's a very nice picture. A very of some beautiful trees. picture of uh, some trees. Very Bob Rossi. And there he is with, I guess, his girlfriend. Some sort of maybe a pink hedgehog or a mouse or something. She's got he, whiskers. He definitely just looks got... like tails with spots. Oh yeah, he does look like tails with spots. Yeah. I wonder if this is not. And you call yourself a Sonic fan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they showed a calendar about February, and they've got uh, Valentine's Day circled. And now they're sitting by the and... fire. So there's a blonde-haired, pink rodent lady who kind of looks like Amy Rose, but I think she might be like a mouse or a rabbit. Now, they didn't draw this drawing. Nope, this is, we've gone back to another Bob Ross painting. We've gone painting. back to some like, stock images. And then, for It's Never Christmas, they just had a calendar that said that said December 25 with a red X through it. Yeah. He's building a snowman. Oh, he and <laughs> his girlfriend fire. fire. Oh, sh- <laughs> That's pretty creative. It shows them sitting on a couch, like looking at us in the camera. But then they put like they stop. put after effects. They put flames after effects of flames underneath, so it just looks like they're on fire and they're okay with it. They're immolating themselves as a protest. Um, so there's that. Max the cheetah, uh, the new mascot of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> so some people took a April's bi- like, hey, oh no. So some people, uh, Andrew Race, Reyes, in nine years ago, took a trip in 2011 to Big Bear and put cut together a little video, which you did too. Andrew we Reyes. took a trip to Arrowhead, and you cut it together. You cut together a video set to Mountaintop. That's right. Almost one year later, I finally edited that video yep. together. When you listen to our Mountaintop episode, you'll hear Jessica talk about how it's our. It was our anniversary that weekend. Yep. That we record that episode, and we recorded on a mountaintop, and she's like, oh, I'm cutting together an, our own FMV, our own vacation FMV, set to mountaintop. You'll see it soon on our social media. Well, 2020 has been a thing, and it's almost 2021, and now we can finally upload that. Yep. It's ready for you to to post where you wish, Dan. It's been in the uh, Dropbox for, for a while. I know, but I was deliberately waiting until we talked about the Big Bear. Oh, I no, see. No, I wasn't, actually. This is just a happy coincidence. <laughs> it's been there for, for a week or two now. Yeah. So there's a couple more, like, teen girls going around having fun. Right. And teen boys going around singing at the computer. As teen girls and boys do. Um, there's a couple of faces that I'm starting to recognize as far mm-hmm. as, like, oh... 
we've seen these particular teens doing a Reliant KFMV before. We've seen these teens doing a cover before. Right on. You've got your usual ALS, and there's always a Kingdom Hearts AMV. (laughs) But, so we'll move on to covers. And as I said, I'm starting to recognize some of the faces. This is Paper Rockets. They're back. Oh, okay. We haven't heard from them in a while. Nope. So, let's get past this Whole Foods commercial. Oh, oh my gosh. Is anyone else having problems with the go forward ads? No, you don't have problems because Jessica has YouTube Red now. Or whatever it's called. It's just premium. They They got got rid rid of the the whole red red. thing, yeah. Yeah, because there's a porno site called RedTube. And the day they came... I mean, excuse me. I'm just Sure, I bet you know. (laughs) But back... I mean, it was years ago. It was like 2010 or 2011 or 12. I don't know. When did they create YouTube Premium? At first, it was called YouTube Red. And the joke was... Why is YouTube referencing the name of one of their major porn competitors? <laughs> Whatever. Welcome to our Christian Reliant K podcast. Let us listen to... Do you think that, that YouTube has porn competitors, Danny? There's no porn on YouTube, right? There is like a there is like an age block. I don't think you could put hardcore stuff on YouTube, but you can put like softcore stuff. And then you have to oh. like click past it for age and because gotcha yeah and like i definitely seen like stuff for like violence not even not even real violence but just certain things for violence especially with all this kid stuff that they're doing now and they're taking yeah, these way right. over oh my gosh so okay side note <laughs> how long are we how long is this episode so far uh, hun- uh one hour 26 minutes okay we're doing okay for for this song there's a king of the hill very rare footage that they aired in movie theaters. Like, it was a short, like, 20-second King of the Hill. It was actually animated for the big screen. Like, it looks really good, but it's really short. And if you want to watch it, you have to go past the age gate on YouTube. Oh, weird. Because it opens with a flying saucer. The joke is it's the last 20 seconds of the quote-unquote King of the Hill movie. And it's like big oh, right. and garish and over this. the top. Yeah. yeah. So it opens with like a flying saucer smashed into the White House. And the King of the Hill characters are there. And it's like, well, we finally took care of this problem. And it's like, thanks for, you know, whatever. It's like, that's the joke. It's like you missed the the whole King of the Hill movie. You have to go past the age gate. And everyone's like, why did we have to go past the age gate? There's nothing bad in this. It turns out it's because it shows the White House with... A, a flying saucer crashed into it. Oh, weird! Like somehow that's triggering. So <laughs> right. they sure. put. So you could. You have to prove that you're 18 to watch this clip. Wow! And it was a very rare clip. It never made it to the internet before. Did, did they only play it before rated R movies? <laughs> yeah, it was the Red Band, <laughs> King of the Hill movie. Okay, so this is <laughs> so finally. Anyway, whatever. I go forward is some like healthcare provider now, and they have like five minute commercials on everything. Five minute commercials. Get out of here, go forward. I'm sure you might have a very nice product, but nobody needs five-minute commercials. So let's listen to this all three minutes of... <laughs> just kidding. Let's listen to Paper Hearts, uh, Paper Rockets. I'm losing track of myself. It's almost Christmas. It's, it's, it's never Christmas, and here we go. Paper Rockets. See the leaves on the trees begin to show The birds would congregate and sing a song of birth, a song of newer things 
What's it called? A, 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 they got that Christian box that you sit on. Yes, I was thinking that same thing. Yeah, and then they have a little, a little, a little symbol mounted to it, which is cute, and I've never yeah. seen before. So that was fun. They're sitting in like a circle around with some a uh, bunch of you know twinkling lights strung between them. Cajon, cajon, good stuff. That's what the that drum box is called we and it's been a while since we've seen a cajon a cajon or whatever mm-hmm. they're called yeah so let's see what else we got there's a bunch of so there are a ton of covers and like i said lots of um i didn't actually say this but what i thought was lots of you know people in their room with uh you know just playing it for their webcam uh there's a lot of those but there are some like professional covers so we're gonna mostly stick to those tonight and these guys almost never come up on the show, but now they've come up like twice in the same month and it's picking on Reliant K. Oh boy. They're back. And oh boy. here you go. It's always nice to look out the window and see those very first few flakes of snow. Later on, we can go outside And create the impression of an angel That just fell from the sky In February, roll You're not impressed? That's fun. It's fun. It's a lot better than whatever other song we did. Oh, uh, it's always... Wait, what, did, what, what other song was it that, they, that, we had them, that we heard them do? Sorry, I'm not drunk. But I'm tired. <laughs> it's two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. But what was the other song that we heard them? Come on, Jessica. <laughs> you keep talking, and I can't think. Where's the B sides? Was it at least we made it this far? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's a lot better than at least their cover of at least we made it this far. So P1K did a yeah. track and did a cover of this but he, it wasn't just him it was it was a collab it was a collab how am i supposed to say it collab collab i say collab and jessica gave me shit last time <laughs> so this is a uh, collab and it's so funny because p1k right out of nowhere it like dm'd me and was like hey uh i see you like Reli- i see you do a thing on reliant k i do reliant k covers and i'm like uh yes we talked <laughs> about you on our show <laughs> And he's like, what, really? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so this is the Aviators featuring P1K, which apparently P1K stands for Pony One Kenobi. Nice. That's a nice, that, that's, that's another Sorry. pod mystery revealed. So here is their collaboration cover of In Like a Lion. I'll roll my hands, turn a cold shoulder to these even colder skies. 
waiting on the other side. It's always winter, but never Christmas. It seems this curse just can't be lifted. It's in the midst of all this ice and snow. Our hearts stay warm because they are That's really pretty. I love the little like sleigh bells in there. I don't see how sleigh bells tie into Christmas though. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so let's see. April's walking around back there. I don't. I don't know if that's being picked <laughs> up on the mic. But uh, what else? Yeah, there's a couple other covers. But oh, Jessica loves the um, sultry female vocals. So this is an actual vocal cover. There's no accompaniment. This is Natalie Grace, uploaded seven years ago with only 108 views, and this is her vocal cover of In Like a Lion. For the green grass waiting on the other side, it's always winter, but never Christmas. It seems this curse just can't be lifted, yet in the midst of all this ice and snow. Our hearts stay warm because they are filled with hope. Oh, I love that. I Give her would. a like. That is fantastic. <laughs> Does she do any others? Uh, she. It's so funny. I knew you were going to ask me that. So she does I Want You Back. And, you know, it's, it's a very ubiquitous title. Uh, she does Rolling in the Deep. She does Wild Youth. But she does, she's not naming the artist on any of these. She does Pete, the song, a song called Peter, where she plays guitar. She does play guitar in some of these. Oh, he's oh, making a face. Oh, I found something Jessica's going to like. I'm oh. not going to name it. I'm just going to play it. <gasps> okay. I guess they're just getting ready to play it. Don't name the song. Hold on. I just, I'm going to go, I'm going to fast forward. So they start singing. Let me, okay, here we go. So it's her and her friend and her friend's playing ukulele. And here's the song. Got my hair up real big, beauty queen style, high heels off, I'm feeling alive. Jessica yes, can already identify it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, I feel it in the air, telephone wires above. My season like you stare, honey, I'm on fire. I feel it everywhere, nothing scares me anymore. Kiss me hard before you go. Summertime sadness. I just wanted you to know, baby, you're the best. I love it. Give her another like. That's summertime. I already did. That's summertime sadness by Lana Del Rey. Um, hey, Lana is difficult to sing. If you can sing, Lana, amazing. If you can sing, Lana then you better wanna, because you certainly can. Sure. Sing that Del Rey, and that's A-okay. Yes. Sure. <laughs> what? You don't support my artistic endeavors. <laughs> Are, do you mean your bad comedy? I'm confused. So last cover, because this just has kind of a... This is the... Everyone's got a very straight ahead either very well professional made cover or like a bedroom nice piano or right. guitar cover. So this is the only one that's kind of like 
off the deep end a little bit. The, gu- the guitar player and the singer is totally normal, but his buddy playing the piano has picked a very odd tone. So that's why I like oh. this cover a little bit. Okay. It's kind of like accidental outsider weird art. Nice. This is uploaded by WS, so W Supnet. W Supnet, W S U P N E T. This was uploaded six years ago. Yeah, I There's wish the this guitar- weird little extra like sound in there. It's like they have they're these two, light by, up. by the way, they're two young like boys. They're probably like twelve or fifteen. They both have these like, twelve or fifteen light up um like necklace things. And I'm yeah. like, oh, is that what's making that? Is that hitting? Noise? Is like, that somehow yeah. hitting like the 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 pickups of the guitar or something yeah. and causing this like so. It's just strumming of an electric guitar, and there's like I wish there was some sort of like you know, processing on the guitar to keep it, to keep giving the entire song this weird ethereal quality. Because the keyboard is just totally, the keyboard's awesome. The (laughs) keyboard in that was just amazing. But the guitar is just totally normal. So I wish the whole package, and his voice is fine. They've done a bunch of stuff. They did a cover of Mr. Biggs to Be With You. They did I Hate Christmas Parties and I Celebrate the Day. I guess we missed their cover of I Celebrate the Day last year. Uh, But maybe we'll see them again for... I hate Christmas parties. Uh, they did Stellar Carts, a love song. Hawk Nelson's Every Little Thing. Yeah. Nice boys. Nice Christmas boys. They're, they're not getting coal in their stocking this year because they're good kids. Good, clean kids having good, clean fun on Christmas Day. Jesus's birthday. The reason for the season. Our Savior who came down from heaven and died on Calvary's cross to save us. Mary... Did you know? Did you know when he was born that he was going to save the world? So that's, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's the song in Like a Lion, Always Winter. So Dan, do you like this song more or less or the same? Uh, I definitely don't like it less, but this is probably the least amount of listening to the song I've ever done ahead of time for the episode. Aside from all the covers, like I didn't really listen to the main song. Like normally, I try to drench myself in the main song and really try to come up with some notes, but I didn't do that this week, so it's tough to say. But the covers are pretty nice. I think I like it about the same. Same, same yeah. I had to work through that a little bit. But Christmas <laughs> is a time to come together and work through the year and really reflect on everything that's passed. So sure. 
Merry Christmas, everyone. That's 2020. We'll see you in the new year. Oh, no, wait. It's still November. Okay, man. Stay safe out there, my darlings. Stay Mask safe. up. Wash those hands. Please don't travel, even though we probably will as well. We're hypocrites. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't we want might have to, to cancel. But, yeah. Everything we or everything we planned is, re- is refundable yeah. up to a point. Got to make some decisions. Yep. Stay safe out there. We just wasted 98 minutes of your